Tonight's episode of Speak LA, the podcast is sponsored by Actors Connection. As a thank you to our amazing guests for being here, Speak LA will make a donation to our guest's charity of choice, Dr. Clown, located in Montreal. Hey, Jen. Hey, Kim. <laughs> How are you? Good. How Good. are you? Good. I'm excited about it. Oh, my Yannick. God. Me too. Yannick Truesdale. I've been looking forward to this podcast for a really long time. I've been binge watching Gilmore yeah. Girls just oh. to prepare myself I mean, for this podcast. I mean, I've maybe watched that series three times. So it's I, yeah. Michelle. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love I know. him. I know. I do too. Tell me about you while we wait for Yannick. What, oh. what Have you done anything LA? Well, I mean, I did something interesting. It's got to be L.A. It's got to <laughs> it, be L.A. related. It happened okay. in L.A. Okay. I had a first date. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I know. Exciting. Very Let's exciting. Let's hear about that. Well, it, I mean, it was, it was great. Okay. I mean, I'll tell you more, you know, after the show. After the show. Yes. <laughs> We're not <laughs> recording. Okay. But we went on a hike and mm-hmm. we went out for brunch, mm-hmm. which is also an L.A. thing to do. Mm-hmm. And sure. we were sitting down and we got three menus. Mm-hmm. One for me and mm-hmm. one for him and one for the dog. Oh, so LA. So LA, right? There the was a dog doggy menu. menu. <laughs> so I we, love we it. ordered off of the doggy menu. That is a very Which LA experience. In January. In ja- sitting outside. <laughs> yes. yes. Sitting outside. They had <laughs> they came out with a little treat and and chicken. Mm-hmm. And I think the chicken was probably like genetic like you know no hormones organic, organic right, free range just for sure. this dog for the dog yeah nice yeah so LA. so dogs in LA have a good life that's right <laughs> <laughs> I love it how old were you when you came to LA 29 where did you come from Montreal what is a day job you had when you were coming up uh, a server in a catering company for a catering company. At what age did you get your first job in the entertainment industry? Nineteen. Oh. Yeah. What was your first job? A in the guest industry? star in a CBC show in Canada with one of my acting teachers. Actually, I was very intimidated. <laughs> I, <bet. laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, who influenced you to do what you do today? Uh, a best friend I had. Uh, when I was 16 years old, he was a TV host who introduced Douglas Leopold, his name is, who introduced me to art in general. Cool. Yeah. Um, how long did it take you of living in L.A. until it started to feel like home? Oof. Long time. Yeah. Long time. Years. Uh, yeah. We hear that. <laughs> yeah. We hear that. <laughs> Still not home. Yeah. No, it is now. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. To have your group of friends, yeah. to feel like you have, you're anchored in mm-hmm. with emotional connections and true friendships. That yeah. took a, a while. Yeah. Yeah. And if you had to sum up LA in one word, what would that word be? One word. One word. <laughs> Bipolar. Bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Bipolar. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yannick, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. This is so great. I've, I've been wanting to, to do this with you for That's a long cool. time. I'm so happy to have Yay, you. Yay, I'm happy thank to be you. here. Yeah. yeah, we're really excited. Yay. Yeah. And we'd love to start off with just hearing about the first moment that you had where you just knew you wanted to be an actor. 
Well, the thing is, I became an actor kind of by accident. Mm-hmm. So it was not like a dream of mine and I, that I worked towards. Uh, it was a friend in high school who was going to, to audition for acting schools, and she asked me to be her scene partner. Mm-hmm. And I said, ooh, I don't know. I'm not an actor. Why are you asking? She's like, well, it's not, it's not hard. You just have to learn the lines or we can have an... And I said, oh, that's interesting. I said, maybe can I apply at the same time? And she said, sure, why not? <laughs> and history, uh, she... Did I got accepted, she, and oh she got it. Yeah. Really? I was just going to ask that. <gasps> yeah. Oh, gosh. That's weird. Isn't that life sometimes? When, yes. when you really, really want something, sometimes life doesn't give it to you. And I couldn't care less. I was just like, oh, sure. Uh, so they accepted wow. me. And so I had no idea what acting was, if I had talent. So it's more like in the first year of discovering the craft and hearing feedback from the teachers and other uh, students that I was like, oh, wow, I can, I can actually do this. And I actually like it. And mm-hmm. I felt uh, seen, which I had never felt before. I felt like oh, I had found a home, mm-hmm. uh, something that I could do that I was actually, quote, unquote, good at. And so that's, there was not a moment, but the year where I was like, oh, this could be my life. Wow. Yeah. How, how long were you at that school? Three years. It's three a three-year years. program. It's the National Theater School of Canada. So it's a theater school. Okay. So theater is my background. And I did a lot of theater when I came out of acting school, but then started working in television. And unfortunately, ever since I moved here, I haven't done theater. And it's been 20 years. Wow. You miss yeah. it? I miss it a lot. Yeah. yeah. So it, I feel more alive uh, on stage than on, uh, in front of a camera because on stage... There's no nothing between you and your performance. There's the audience and there's you, and you have to own uh, the present moment and making that performance alive and believable on the spot. It's nice to be able to cut for the camera, but it takes away an urgency mm-hmm. uh, that I really thrive on. Mm-hmm. That that's what I miss, and I miss hearing the audience. I miss. Yeah. I miss. I did a sitcom back home in Canada. It was kind of like the best of both worlds because you do television, but you hear people laugh, mm-hmm. and uh, that was cool. I I like that. Yeah. I don't enjoy watching sitcoms, but they're fun to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that you started, that you entered into the acting world with ease. Yeah. Because I don't think it, I think a lot of that idea of holding on, like I think a lot of actors yeah. are holding on to the, the when is it going to happen or when right. is it going to work for me? But don't get me wrong. When I started and when I discovered that I liked it, I, div- I became passionate about mm-hmm. it. And then I wanted and it. Then you and then it. I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like anyone else, I wanted to be hired. I wanted to have jobs. Yeah. And, and then, then it became my life. And then it meant a lot. And I wanted to, to, to be successful. So... So you I'm, must have been like, you were like 17 or 18? I, when I entered the acting school, I was 17. So what did you, I mean, not like you should know what you want to do before, yeah. but like when you were 15, 16, what did you I, Architecture you were, was always a thing uh-huh. and a lawyer. Uh-huh. I like the theatrical of, in my head, being a lawyer was like <laughs> being court and like, you know, injustice uh, is a big thing in my life. It's a big theme. If you want to get me rattled or angry. Uh, just present me with an injustice case for a mm-hmm. child or a poor person or a black person or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I get very animated and angry. Um, and so I think that was an attraction. And also the theatrical of representing someone in court and you know defending your point and all that was really appealing. And architecture to this day is something that brings me a lot of joy. Like I have, 
I've bought beautiful homes. I have like this is the only place where where I live. It brings me a lot of joy when it's beautiful and unique. Mm-hmm. The space that I live in affects how I am and my mm. happiness level. So mm-hmm. I'm still very much in love with that uh, that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Tell us about the Douglas who... Uh, yeah. yeah to- so I, I was raised by a single mom and, uh, and I've never had a father. So somehow in my life, I've always had the pattern very young, like a, a, from a very young age, to have an older father figure type of friend Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so Douglas Leopold I had met through friends and he was a very famous host he had a radio show he had a tv show um and he was Jewish he spoke eight languages he came from money my mom was a yoga teacher we never had money um so I was very impressed by him and I did everything I could to be his friend and um and then I became his friend and then we he would invite me because he was invited everywhere he would invite me to the theater to the ballets to the opera so I got a culture out of that French. Unfortunately, he passed away. Mm. But I got a culture um, and a taste of, of, of uh, the, the impact of art in one's life uh, because of him. Um, because I, I'd never seen theater before. We didn't have money. So I, hadn't, I saw movies, a little bit, TV. But, you know, it was a very humble mm-hmm. childhood. Mm. And so he showed me um, another world. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, and made me discover what it was to be successful and to have. He had fancy cars and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I was like, oh, it was so appealing for someone <laughs> who had never had any of that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How'd your mom feel about you wanting to be an actor? Oh my God, I have the most liberal mother what's <laughs> on the planet. So I could have told my mom anything as long as I was going to be happy. Uh, that was her main thing. My mom's a yoga teacher. She's been a yoga teacher for 45 years. And she uh, went to India when I was 12. Uh, was it 12 or 13? But it was my first year of high school. And she wanted me to go to India for a year. And I said, Mom, I think I have to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> And she said, well, school is not everything. You go, you're <laughs> oh going to let, which is, I understand the point. Yeah. Um, and she wanted me to go, but I didn't go. And mm-hmm. so she was very, um, to this day, uh, very free-spirited. And has always been on her spiritual journey. She's done, I don't know how many workshops in her, <laughs> in her life. Um but uh, yeah, so no, my mom, uh, mama. But you know, I could win an Oscar, and I think my mom would be like, "Oh, that, that's nice." So <laughs> what do you? What are you gonna go? You know, she would right, change right. the subject. It's not. It's, she's not. It's, it doesn't register for yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You, you were telling us about your first job that you got. Which oh, was, the guest star with my teacher? Well, the guest star, but then you were also talking. Sorry, not your first job. Oh, uh, so outside. Before. About yeah, yeah. So one of the first jobs I got was I hosted to, ho- I, I, I auditioned to host a daytime talk show. And I got the job. I had just graduated from an acting school, but, you know, I needed to pay rent, so I did, I said yes, and it was good because I learned the camera, I learned how to do live TV, 
I learned to be quick on my feet. I learned to be comfortable in my own skin in front mm -hmm. of a camera. Mm -hmm. So, but and you kind of learn that in acting school. So mm -hmm. I, it was not foreign to me, and I, you know, it came pretty naturally. And then I hosted uh, the National Celebration of Quebec on TV live, and you know, it's like anything. If you do something well, you're gonna get other job mm -hmm. offers and that. So I ended up having like three or four jobs. I was like, okay, I'm an actor. Like, I don't want to be a host. So mm -hmm. I luckily, uh, it turned quickly and I, um, ended up doing TV and, and then I, um, uh, did the birdcage on stage. I did, uh, I played Jacob, the character and did 250 shows. And that was my, uh, wow. my, um, introduction to the, the, the industry in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said, I mean, that idea of, and this goes into training too. Yeah. I don't know. Did you do any clowning? This is kind of. No. No. I, no. Was, I think, I thought that they might because. Oh, no. No, we didn't do that. No. no. The French no. kind of background. Yeah, and, yeah. No. Anyways, just, just curious. <laughs> no. No, we didn't um, do that. But I love how you're talking about um, being your, the hosting and being yourself yeah. on the camera. And then yeah. you were also saying like, then you, when you work on a character and then you get to kind of be behind the character yeah. and that kind of dichotomy of the I two prefer different... I prefer that. I prefer to hide behind a character, but at the same time what I've learned over the years um, when you're a young actor you want to prove there's a lot of things you want to prove mm -hmm. and you're pushing a little mm -hmm. bit and I just saw two popes I don't know if you guys have seen it mm -hmm. on but you know it's just a lesson of they're at an age, but also there's a humanity and a talent, and they're so relaxed within their body and their craft. They're, and you know, and so I rather hide behind a character, but at the same time, you have to be yourself. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're hiding, quote unquote. There's a character, but it's really you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a different version of you, and the more authentic you are to that version, the more people will, will respond to what you're doing because they'll see a person, not a performance. Anthony Hopkins, I don't see a performance. I see a pope, you know, in the two popes. It's mm -hmm. like I see the pope is there. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very much interested in that and mm -hmm. trying to bring more of a layered, you yeah. know, where you see when you recognize human behavior. Yeah. I... I love so much. I, I feel a little bit like a broken record. Why? Because I love <laughs> I love that you say the thing about that it's you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is something I absolutely did not know when I was in my 20s. Of course. Probably in my 30s that, that has been one of the huge blessings of doing this podcast over and over and over again because almost every person, whoa, sorry, Dan, um, person... <laughs> Uh, professional person that we interview yeah. says a version of what you really just said. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, they say when they figured out that the thing that they're bringing is themselves. Yeah. And that that's the thing that nobody else can bring. That's true. That's when they start working, yeah. being comfortable, yeah. enjoying auditioning. And then it becomes unique. Right. Because you're unique. Right. right. And so... Yeah, but it takes a while to understand that. Yeah. Actually, I think I heard Brad Pitt saying that, that he understood recently what he brings to yeah. a project. Yeah. And it takes a while. I think it's part of the process. Because you some, probably don't know who you are. You probably yet. don't know who you are, but some yeah. people have it immediately. Some people do. Yeah. That's a gift. But I think it's the relaxing you're talking about. The relaxing about is a big you know, thing. I, Meryl Streep talks a lot about to be relaxed mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like because when you're relaxed you're 
you're spontaneous, you're in the present moment, and, and then it becomes real. Mm. If you're pushing, it's the opposite of being relaxed. That's why I said when I was younger, I, was, I, had to, I, w- I wanted to prove the world that I deserved that job, that mm-hmm. I was good, that I was funny, this and that. Yeah. But really, just by being yourself, you, that's, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. Well, I like that you, I like that, I mean, it's, it's interesting, the, like, you know, when you look back on something, yeah. but it's interesting that you started for the most part in hosting, right. which is the practice of being yourself. That's true. <laughs> and That's then, true. And then you yeah. get to take that into, yeah. along with your training, yeah. then into the development of character, but it's, you had so much practice at being you, That's which true. is kind of amazing. Yeah. Usually you don't have you don't that get opportunity. To do, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, how do you relax? <laughs> now I started uh, two years ago, which mm. I, I should have started uh, 20 years ago, mm. uh, meditating. Mm-hmm. Changed my life. What's your process? Tw- TM. I do uh-huh. a transcendental meditation, mm-hmm. 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon, early evening. Not too late because it gives you too much energy. You can't oh, sleep. Wow. Really? Yeah. You would it's think like taking a nap, but like a power nap. For me, I can't take naps. So for me, this is like a revelation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I have a really active mind. Mm-hmm. And um, this is very good for me. It works. Like I recommend it to everybody. So that's a one way. That's one way I relax. Uh, also intense cardio. I own a spin studio mm-hmm. in Canada. Uh, but spinning is a way... For me to, like I used to be a jogger, I can't anymore because of my knees, mm-hmm. but uh, high intensity cardio yeah. grounds me afterwards. Yeah, It's a different day. That's why I'm addicted to it. It's because of how I feel mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. Connected, yeah. more grounded. Yeah. Uh, do you do it every day? Four times, yeah. five times a week. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are good ways to relax. I, yeah. I know when I was auditioning a lot, yeah. I always just felt like, ah, you know, yeah. and I'd try so hard to like take deep breaths and like whatever, but yeah. it was really hard for me to just, you know, yeah. feel the way I wanted to feel. Have you ever tried meditation? No. no. I mean, not like that. Okay. I mean, yes, but not seri- not not, com- per- not committing. Not to- committing. Yeah. 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 Try it. <laughs> it's becoming about me. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, you talked a little about your training. How how important? Like, if a if a new young actor was asking you, yeah, would you say go study? Train, oh my train, god, train? Yeah. I, that's the first thing I say to everybody. Yeah. Training is everything mm-hmm. because I I don't know. If, uh, it's a tough one, but I was going to say at the end of the day. If someone like Meryl Street, let's say, let's take her as an example, with that kind of talent, I do believe that it cannot be ignored mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. And so if you train and you really, really become at the top of your game, there will be a time where someone will see it. But at the same time, <laughs> I had great actors in my class phenomenal actors they were the stars of my mm-hmm. class and it ended up not having a career mm-hmm. what is that so anyway being trained and being at the top of your game and the best version of who you can be as an actor when you'll have should you have an opportunity 
at least you'll be able to deliver mm -hmm. and make the best out of that opportunity. Like I have a couple of young actor friends in LA, uh, one of which I saw a couple of nights ago and he's really frustrated with the industry and you know not having a chance. But I saw a couple of scenes that he showed me recently and I said, you're not ready. Mm -hmm. It's okay, the work you're doing, but it's not great. Yeah. And you have everything else, but keep working on your craft because when you'll have that opportunity in the end, you have to give more than what I just saw mm -hmm. to book that job. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really encouraged him to um, go back to class and, you know, it is not, no one is entitled to a career. Right. Um, right. That, that no matter how good looking you are or no matter how popular you were in school or whatever it is, um, very few are chosen. I'm not quite sure why and who and how does that work. It's, it's a weird balance yeah. of luck and talent and karma. I don't know if you believe in yeah. that, but I don't know. I don't know. You know. And you want to be ready for that. You want to be ready. That's a yeah. big deal. That's Those a big deal. Opportunities mean a lot. Yeah. 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 And when I, uh, you know, my first language is French. And I didn't oui, oui. really speak English until my, until I moved <laughs> here, really. Um, and so Gilmore Girls was a good thing for me because I ended up doing a French character. Which, we know. Yeah, which gave me a way out of not being fluent in, yeah. in English. Um, you weren't fluent? No. No, no, Wait, no. Wait, so, okay, this, yeah. so this leads us to our yeah. <laughs> our next question. Oh, how, how did that all happen? Like, how did you book, Gilmore? did you book it? No, here. Here. I had but moved here. Okay. Um, I had been here for almost a year. I was deeply depressed hmm. uh, because I'd come from Canada. I had a career. I was known, and I came here delusional like everyone else mm -hmm. and thinking I was going to get an agent mm -hmm. in a minute and then get a job in a minute, and none of that happened, and I was just an, you know, an actor without a job, and <laughs> it made me feel very small. Yeah. Uh, I was very depressed, and I would call home and my mom would be like, you don't have to stay there. Right. <laughs> like, you're, why you're there? <laughs> you can come back home and work home. What's the problem? Yeah. And I said, well, I, I feel like I'm done with home because I worked very quickly. Yeah. Uh, when I graduated, it felt like I hit the ceiling very, and Canada is a smaller market. So I just felt, and I was black and there were, you know, 30 years ago, uh, very few interesting black parts written for TV and stage. So it felt very small. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I was writing this book called The Artist Way. I don't know if any of you have done it or read it. Great book. I highly recommend it. It's great. And in that book, she says to be very specific. There's a chapter about being specific about success and not being afraid of picking dates and this and that. And I remember I had decided to put an end to my misery. Uh, and I had decided by my birthday, if I did not have a job or a clear sign that I should stay here, I would just go back home. And I booked the pilot of Gilmore Girls a week before my birthday. No way. A week wow. before my birthday. Oh, my God. That's amazing. And I would have gone back home. You it would have not, done it? It was not like a, a game or I meant it. I was sad and I just needed an end date. Wow. So it was a real deadline. And sometimes I feel when you challenge life and you're willing to let it go, it's very interesting how quickly life responds uh-huh yeah 
That's, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Wait, and, and how long were you here again before you? A year. A year. A year. Okay. And so, and it's weird because I did not have an agent when I booked this. Really? No. A friend, so I had one friend here, gorgeous girl who looks like Julia Roberts, an, an actress who no longer is an actress now, and she's very happy about that, by the way. <laughs> uh, and she, she was going to a lunch with an assistant at CAA who was hitting on her, and she didn't want to go by herself, so she said, come with me. And I was like, no, I can't go. It's a date. She's like, I'm not going if you're not coming. <laughs> and so I ended up going. Um, and I was, I was, uh, I felt bad because I showed up, you know, who's this black guy with my date? <laughs> and, and so, um, and so I was trying to be funny and pleasant and mm. make the lunch, you know, for him. But, and so he remembered me. His name was Michael. He was an assistant at CA. And in the, it, between that lunch and um, six months later, he became an agent at a small agency, and he saw the breakdown of Michael, Michelle, and he, ca he called her, and he said, what's his number? I saw a part for him. I think it'd be <gasps> great. Oh, my God. What? What? Had I not gone to that lunch, I would have not <laughs> that had that job. That is charmed. Oh See, but that stuff, that oh, stuff happens yeah. here, yeah, it happened to which me. is amazing. Yeah. Magic. It's, it is magic. Yeah. That's Michael incredible. Michael Goldberg, still an agent. Wow. Michael, yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. So he got you the audition. He got me the audition, so obviously then I went with him. So he was your agent. He was then. my agent. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. And okay. when you read the side. When I read the side, I was like, oh, wow, this is really for me. Um, <laughs> but then they didn't call. They didn't call back. And I was like, oh, wow. I didn't even get that. <laughs> I really felt, really felt like, oh, wow, if I didn't get that part, hmm, don't have a real shot here. And, um, and then I called him back and I said, Michael, you should, you should follow up. I'm just curious. And then he called and they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to have a call back. Sorry, it took a while. And then I went back for Amy. Amy mm -hmm. was in the room. Uh, and then I went back for Gavin and some producers. And then I went back for the network. And then I went back for the studio. Jeez, they made you work for it. I was unknown. <laughs> they had no, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's a scary process, isn't it? Like thing after thing after thing. I but was so drained at the end of yeah. that process. And I never, we don't have callbacks like that in Canada. Like yeah. you book the job or you don't. And so... Um, but I like the last call back in front of the studio because they're all there. I don't, I don't think it works like that anymore. I think you, they just watch tape. But anyway, at the time, you're there. And so you hear them laugh. And I'm yeah. from the theater. So if, if I have an audience and I hear them laugh, then it gives me life. It, mm, it gives yeah. me a gauge of where I'm at. Where Are mm. they with me? I adjust. Yeah. I, and so, um, so I walked out of there, and I think an hour later, I got a call from Michael saying, you, you booked it. I was on Santa Monica Boulevard going to the gym, and I started crying like a Aww. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah happy can birthday. You get to stay. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what was it like coming from Canada? Like, did you have to, like, visas and all that stuff? Was I'm American. My, oh. my dad was American. Oh. From New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know I my know dad. That. I didn't know my dad. But, yeah, so automatically, if you ask for your citizenship, they have to give it to you. 
yeah. So wait, are you dual? I'm dual. Mm-hmm. Oh. Canadian and American. But when I travel, I travel convenient. with my Canadian passport. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Especially now. Yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, say yeah. no more. <laughs> Did yeah. you did you feel like when you guys were shooting the pilot, yeah. the Gilmore Girls, that it was gonna be? As I had special no as clue. It was? I had no, it was my first pilot, my first show. I was just so excited. It just felt like so much money. <laughs> Canada, <laughs> Canada, they don't pay you. Um, so I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I felt rich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I didn't really know the process. And then I got a call, you're picked up for six. Or I was like, oh, what is that? Oh, wow. <laughs> and then, you you know, it was everything was new. So everything was exciting. Yeah. Because I, I really didn't know. The, I was really not jaded. It was the opposite of being jaded. Yeah. 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 It really shows on the show. I yeah. mean, you just can not not that you were not jaded, but yeah. like you you look like you're having a good time. Oh, I mean, okay. you all do. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. the beauty of the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's that old thing of like we like to watch people that look like they're enjoying themselves, right. you know, and you all on that But he's show. always in a bad mood. I always in that yeah, I Yeah, but <laughs> it's one of those like <laughs> that is, that is true. that's the beauty of it though. That's what makes it so fun. That's uh, funny. Yeah. yeah. It, oh, it is. Sh- I do. I think you can feel that. Yeah. I think that's like when know, the characters but, are having fun. Yeah, uh-huh. Like I know you guys were all friends. Yeah, and yeah, you can yeah, really yeah. See yeah that. That's a big part of the show yeah. is that the friendships uh, yeah. that you make over. That's how we know each other through yeah. Lauren. We yeah. have a mutual friend. Yeah. Um, friendship, uh, friendships is everything to me. I'm, uh, I've put a lot of uh, of energy into my friends, and uh, they're my, my my. I have a very small family. I have my mom. Have a half brother, I have an aunt and a cousin, you know. So it's like my family or my friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Amazing. Well, I'm sure we'll get for during the QA after the show more yeah. questions about Gilmore Girls, but we always like to wrap up by asking, not to put you on the spot, what? but for something that we call an LAism, oh, which yeah. is a um, <laughs> yeah, something that you have found is unique to just LA? Well, a friend of mine in Montreal made me realize that I had not realized it until he said it, but ordering something on the menu and changing all the ingredients, (laughs) (laughs) which I did in Montreal at a restaurant. And my friend looked at me like, are you nuts? (laughs) Just ordered a chicken sandwich without chicken, without the bread. What is this? Um, yeah, that's I think true. that's an LA thing. We all do that. Yeah, what is that? I know. We're like special? Is that <laughs> what we're trying to be? I'm so special that your sandwich, I'm going to redo your sandwich. <laughs> It's true. Oh my yeah. god! You're Every right. single person at the table usually <laughs> does right. that. Like, I will have this now. Yeah, the without side the avocado, <laughs> extra <laughs> onions, no butter. Yeah, the, totally. The, the, yeah, the vinaigrette on the oh side. My god. Oh god! It's I know. <laughs> Chefs must hate us. <laughs> Oh, um, my God. Yannick, this has just been amazing. Thank, thank you. you so much. We really appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA, the podcast. We want to be able to bring you more episodes like this one, but we can only do that with your support. So please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to Speak LA, the podcast. And for more information on Speak LA, go to ispeakla.com. That's ispeakla.com.
This episode of Speak LA, the podcast was sponsored by Actors Connection. Actors Connection is a professional development company for actors of all ages and levels with complimentary resources, seminars, masterclasses taught by directors and casting directors, and the best agent showcases in town. For more information about programs in LA, New York, and Atlanta, go to actorsconnection.com. Our sound engineer is the very talented Dan Leonard of homevoiceoverstudio.com. My name is Camille thornton Olson, And I'm Jen Jostin, and we are the founders of Speak LA. Find us at ispeakla.com. See you next time.